Moonlight pours down without mercy, no matter how many have perished beneath the trees. The river rolls on. There will always be silence, no matter how long someone has wept against the side of a house, bare forearms pressed to the shingles. Everything ends, even pain, even sorrow. The swans drift on. Reeds bear the weight of their feathery heads. Pebbles grow smaller, smoother beneath night's rough currents. We walk long distances, carting our bags, our packages, burdens, or gifts. We know the land is disappearing beneath the sea, islands swallowed like prehistoric fish. We know we are doomed, done for, damned, and still the light reaches us, falls on our shoulders even now, even here where the moon is hidden from us, even though the stars are so far away. Dorian Lowe's Evening Credits roll. Lead grip, Sam Phillips. B camera grip, Jack Glaskadine. Best boy grip, Glenn Dunning. Trainee grip, John Morris. Standby carpenter, Sam Towers. Standby painter, Mal Zawatsky. It falls on us here, then, to link Garland's themes back into Vandermeer's because they both matter, and one is the other in its way. Return to Ballardian fiction for the moment. Andrzej Gasiorek explains in his book, J.G. Ballard, 2005, quote, Faith in the truth-telling power of dreams suffuses J.G. Ballard's imaginative worlds. The events portrayed in his fictions have an uncertain ontological status, their significance deriving less from what occurs than from the meanings imputed to them by the novel's protagonists. The symbolic atmospheres that surround and permeate the events depicted in his works exemplify a form of Conradian technique where the meaning lies, quoting Heart of Darkness, not inside like a kernel but outside, enveloping the tale which brought it only as a glow brings out a haze. In the likeness of one of these misty halos that sometimes are made visible by the spectral illumination of moonshine.
the offense depicted exteriorized psychological adjustments and transformations. Exterior reality reflects internal preoccupations and dilemmas. End quote. After citing Gassiorek, Brian Baker continues, in The Geometry of the Space Age, J.G. Ballard's short fiction and science fiction of the 1960s, quote, Space is psychologized, and so the boundary between inner and outer worlds becomes blurred. But more explicitly, Ballard's protagonists are only too eager to embrace the transformative possibilities of the disaster, even if this is at the cost of personal dissolution. End quote. Vandermeer's various protagonists end up living within the still-expanding Area X, finding their titular acceptance of the state of things in flux, the old world of their old lives forgotten. Garland's various protagonists embrace self-destruction in different ways, but do all accept it, even Lena when she tricks her double into destroying itself. Does her guilt go away because the shimmer burns away? No. She is not the same person who entered the shimmer, but she also is the same person who entered the shimmer. It's that ship of Theseus problem again. Time heals all wounds and all that, but the cane that remains in the final scene of the film has in him the memory of distancing himself from Lena, from their marriage, from his self even, in joining up with the Southern Reach. The Lena that remains in that final scene of the film has in her the memory of losing touch with Kane, cheating on him with Daniel, grieving his loss, and going on a de facto suicide mission to find again their connection. But at what cost? Especially when this character level of the story is expanded metaphorically for the whole land, like Lord Strahd or the Fisher King. If the micro defines the macro, then the world of annihilation is built on a people who are not taking care of each other or the world around them as they should. They are getting lost in their own interests, losing track of one another, distancing themselves from the state of reality around them. Meanwhile, to quote NASA, Glaciers have shrunk, ice on rivers and lakes is breaking up earlier, plant and animal rangers have shifted and trees are flowering sooner. Effects that scientists have predicted in the past would result from global climate change are now occurring. Loss of sea ice, accelerated sea level rise, and longer, more intense heat waves. Scientists have high confidence that global temperatures will continue to rise for decades to come, largely due to greenhouse gases produced by human activities. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, which includes more than 1,300 scientists from the United States and other countries, forecasts a temperature rise of 2.5 to 10 degrees Fahrenheit over the next century. According to the IPCC, the extent of climate change effects on individual regions will vary over time and with the ability of different societal and environmental systems to mitigate or adapt to change. The IPCC predicts that increases in a global mean temperature of less than 1.8 to 5.4 degrees Fahrenheit, 1 to 3 degrees Celsius, above 1990 levels will produce beneficial impacts in some regions and harmful ones in others. Net annual costs will increase over time as global temperatures increase. Taken as a whole, the IPCC states, the range of published evidence indicates that the net damage costs of climate change are likely to be significant and to increase over time. End quote. I find myself thinking about the word husbandry. From our caring for animals in the world around us to the sexist angle regarding husbands taking care of their wives, but also implicitly the opposite. The wives take care of their husbands, the world takes care of its people, the people take care of their world, except we clearly do not. The damaged Lena is duplicated, maybe not for the first time. This duplicate is made up of all of her flaws, all of her faults, her guilt, her grief, her anger, her bitterness. In the safe confines of a fictional story, a movie, this doppelganger can be burned away and the scarred land can also be burned away. 
but this is explicitly because Alex Garland read only the first book of Vandermeer's trilogy, then wrote his script built on his personal memory of that first book, treating the whole thing like a dream, an interpretation more than an adaptation. And the key difference, really, between Garland's story and Vandermeer's is that in Garland's, the shimmer is inherently a bad thing, encroaching on the normalcy of the imagined lives of the imagined populace. An infidelity where this new world is not bones of our bones and flesh of our flesh and the twisting of nature in this particular place is a finite, contained problem to be explored and destroyed because it is far smaller than the rest of the world that is implicitly an intact place with none of the scars of climate change. Meanwhile, in Vandermeer's trilogy, the reason it ends in acceptance. Area X may be twisting what exists currently, but several characters openly wonder if this is an improvement on the world we are currently damaging each and every day. Maybe Area X is not so much a malignant cancer, but a cleansing force that is, not necessarily from a state of conscious effort, inherently benign because it is actively altering the world within and around it to be better off. J. Hillis Miller, in Heart of Darkness Revisited, argues regarding the use of parable, quote, If you can understand the parable, you do not need it. If you need it, you cannot possibly understand it. You are stony ground on which the seed of the word falls unavailing. Your eyes and ears are closed, even though the function of parables is to open the eyes and ears of the multitude. End quote. Which this process becomes even less clear when one story inspired by another story gets adapted into a new story, which itself steals from several other stories. See early episodes of this very show for details about the layers of theft and adaptation going on in Annihilation. But, with these layers, the parable gets lost. The audience walks away wondering if Lena is now an alien and if Cain and Lena will be the beginning of a more surreptitious and insidious invasion than the obvious malformation that was the Shimmer. But they don't question what that really means in terms of the marriage or the state of the land itself, because Garland has made the personal side more shallow and removed the larger metaphor almost entirely in having the Shimmer burn. Hillis quotes Conrad himself, quote, My task which I am trying to achieve is by the power of the written word, to make you hear, to make you feel. It is, before all, to make you see. End quote. Hillis continues, quote, No reader of Conrad can doubt that he means to make the reader see not only the vivid facts of the story he tells, but the evasive truth behind them, of which they are the obscure revelation, what Conrad calls, a bit beyond the famous phrase just quoted, that glimpse of truth for which you have forgotten to ask. To see the facts, out there in the sunlight, is also to see the dark truth that lies behind them. End quote. The evasive truth behind annihilation, then. Would we even notice if a paramilitary organization seized some coastal swampland and sent soldiers and scientists alike on suicide missions into it? Would we care beyond a tweet or an Instagram post? When megafires burn acre after acre, today, do we care enough to do anything about it? HOD scenic painter, Laura Murray. Scenic painter supervisor, Claire Holland, Charge Hand Scenic Painters, Nigel Kirk, Joe Vassallo, and time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside It was a dream We live inside a dream
annihilation is all we are. Annihilation. <laughs> 